Unpopular Opinion is sponsored by Jersey Goat, who provides high-quality swingman and authentic jerseys like this Penny Hardaway I'm wearing right now and the jerseys you see behind me. They have the lowest prices and a 30-day no-questions-asked return policy to give you that added peace of mind. Rep your favorite player today and visit jerseygoat.company.site to get yours. I mean, it's just like if there was ever an obvious... uh... (laughs) <laughs> like an obvious curse for any team like it's it's the uh it's the uh it's Clipper. the clippers man like i thought i thought they were good i thought they were better this year than they were last year i i thought they were on i thought they were a lock for the western conference finals and like dude you just listen we don't miss we said from the very beginning, we got to see something in the playoffs. All that hype over Paul George's MVP start. Where is that now? What's up, everyone? Welcome to Unpopular Opinion. I'm your host, Jason Rivera. Alongside me, Bo Benson. What up? These playoff games have been pretty wild. Um, Game ones and half of the game twos we've seen have been pretty epic, I would say. What do you think? Yeah, man. Did you see... uh... Did you see Luca told the uh, the Clippers bench yesterday that Patrick Beverly is too fucking small to guard him? <laughs> he did it. He did it again. Well, I mean, he's not lying, and uh, I think uh, Russell Westbrook told us a couple of years back that uh, he tricked the whole media, <laughs> uh, thinking oh, man. you know tricking them to think that uh, he could play some defense. He just runs yeah. around there doing a whole bunch of nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I mean, look mostly of what we're, we're going to pretend that we're going to talk about most of these, these games and series, but really the, the story uh, is, is in, is in Los Angeles um, where the Los Angeles Clippers still have cardboard cutouts in the stands in the playoffs um, because nobody wants to go to these games. Yeah. Because the Clippers don't have fans. They just don't. And it, it, after last year being told how the Clippers were going to run this city and, you know, Kawhi did that bullshit uh, New Balance ad where it was his city now, um, the way they flamed out spectacularly and had to watch the Lakers go from like a decade of futility to winning a title. Um, wow, this is just hilarious to me. And I and I, I thought they were better. They I think on our show, we made the I made the pick that it was the the Bucks versus Los Angeles, and it was either one of the two LA teams, depending on how healthy the Lakers were. But uh, goddamn, the Clippers! <laughs> what what are y'all doing, man? You can't you can't go down o two after tanking to get this matchup specifically. You, what do you, what are you guys doing here? Yeah, it's embarrassing. It's and this is a better this is a better Clippers team than they were last year. Yeah, they got the point like, guard I, yeah. that they claimed they needed. They got the centers that they claimed they needed last year, and we're getting worse results than what we got it's, last year. Dude, and I, I just, I don't know. Like, 
they need to win four out of five to win this series. Um, but like every loss just makes that magnifying glass bigger and bigger, you know? Like, like Luca just sprayed them last season, <laughs> last the uh, playoffs, and the, that was the guy that they were like, yeah, let's run that back. Yeah, well, yeah, here's a here's a tweet from uh, Dragonfly Jones. Luca had a 43, 42, and a 38-point game when the Mavs and Clippers met last postseason and a game winner, and the Clippers were like, yeah, we want that guy again, line it up. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? That Dude, it... My main takeaway from this, A, you cannot be surprised that the Clippers are doing this. Like, I know surface level, it's shocking, but they are very clearly a cursed franchise at this point. Like, there's no getting around it. Like, when they left Buffalo, they must have pissed in some Indian skull or something like that. Like, that's the only thing that makes any sense. Donald Sterling, I feel, uh... Yeah, he, I mean, well, doesn't that, I think that would kind of fall under that would call, kind of fall under the curse as well. Yeah, he, he but poison like, the soil, so they're you just, know? like, yeah, they're just they're just cursed. But like, Luca's here. <laughs> like, I if he if he beats if he finishes off the Clippers in round one, which I think we should kind of all just prepare for at this point. Um, I I think I'm ready to put him in my top five. At that point, like, there's. There's no, there's nothing he still needs to prove. Like, it's it's nuts, man. And really, like, we kind of should have known something was up because the series still went six last year, and it was literally just Luca. <laughs> like, it was just Luca by yeah, himself. Yeah, but and with Porzingis getting uh, uh thrown out, um, and then he got hurt. You know, you felt like the 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 Mavericks could have done something last year. But I don't know. I thought, like everyone else, that you know the Clippers got their center. They got a point guard that they would. Yeah, no, I was. You know, it'd be like we said, it'd be a better team, and that's just yeah. not the case. I, I, I liked them this year. I thought, you know, I, I with all the injuries to the Lakers, I have not been that confident that they would be able to repeat because it's really hard to repeat anyway. So I thought the Clippers were kind of an obvious choice. I'm not I wasn't that high on the Jazz. I wasn't that high on the Suns. Um and the Nuggets without Murray, it's kind of a it's a tough ask. So I thought the Clippers were well set up to to make a run. And it also you know, after they kind of got shut up last year with, you know, being the loudest <laughs> the loudest franchise to have never won anything in American history. Uh, after they kind of got humbled last year, I thought that they would come out and, you know, play with a sense of urgency, but um, apparently not. I, I just, it's shocking to me. And uh, if the Clippers don't pull this off, and or if the Clippers, uh, you know, do what we expect them to do and not win this series. Well, l- listen, you, this, who, I, 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 and people, some people are going to, going to think this is crazy, but. Honestly, it falls on Kawhi, who was the best player in yeah. basketball for about four months. Um, <laughs> listen, that's what what's I- crazy to me. What's super, super crazy to me is the fact that um, there is this false narrative that was out there about LeBron James not being clutch for the longest and only showing yeah. up for three quarters and not being there for the fourth. Although numbers have shown us that men lie, women lie. But Kawhi literally... In most of these playoff games, and especially last night, specifically last night, 
he dropped what? Uh, he only dropped four points in the fourth quarter. Uh, he had 30 at halftime and proceeded to finish the third quarter with 34. And I think he finished the game with 41 or 42. Yeah, this. He's he's got to show up at the end. Well, you know, nobody, nobody, nobody wants to acknowledge it. For some reason, nobody wants to acknowledge it. But I think I think Kawhi's uh, box score, or line score, whatever you want to call it. I think that perfectly encapsulates what's wrong with the the team. Um, Kawhi and Paul George run out of gas. Anybody that's watched that team in late game situations knows they get tired. Kawhi gets short on everything he shoots at the end of games. He just ha- he doesn't have any legs under him, which is why I think it was silly to, you know, if you're if you're a professional doing this and you say, I think the Lakers have too many injury issues to overcome. You have to say the same thing for the Clippers at that point. You just do like the Clippers at this point, they have to put away guys at halftime. Like the biggest flaw with their with their their these last two games is that they've let the Mavs, you know, they let the Mavs come out to a big lead early, and then they let the Mavericks hang around and hang around and hang around. And by the end of the game, Luca, the twenty one year old or twenty two year old, however old he is, he still has fresh legs while Kawhi and PG are just sucking up oxygen. It's nuts, dude. I just if 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 the if the Mavericks win this series. This is not. There's no way you can run this back with the Clippers. It's a it's a two year experiment that has not worked. My I just I don't know. I don't think Kawhi leaves because he's gonna Kawhi is gonna coast off that fluky ass title run in Toronto for the rest of his career. So I don't think he's gonna leave Los Angeles. But you gotta you gotta move Paul George. You have to recoup something recoup something from that trade. I don't think there's that much to recoup. Like you're not gonna get no, back is, the haul that you had to let go. You're not getting back anything, but you you got to get something because you can't you can't go the next seven years or whatever it is without a first round pick if you're the Clippers. All right, so all right, so check this out. I think the most surprising thing about this series is the others for Dallas because at the end of the day, Luca has been carrying them into the fourth, and to be honest, the last. The fourth quarter in both of these games, Luca hasn't been all that great. Like he's been kind of gassed at the end of those games as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and the end of game one in the fourth quarter, he went zero for five, and with one point. But Jalen Brunson went off. Um, yeah. Porzingis showed up for six. Uh, Dorian Finney-Smith dropped six. Hardaway dropped six. Like the others yeah. started showing up. The game two, Luca did it again. Um, he only had three points, I think, in the fourth. If I look, yeah, yeah, he had like three points. Oh no, four points in the fourth. But Josh Richardson showed up and dropped nine. Porzingis dropped seven. And I think almost everybody thought this was a one-trick pony team. Like it's gonna be Doncic, and then that's it. And uh, the rest of the Mavericks have shown up to help Doncic when it matters most. Yeah. And see, that's, that's the thing. Like looking at the box score from last night, uh, Mavs starters, three, 13, 28, 20, 39 Clippers starters, 41, nine, two, three, and 28. Like the it's, it's crazy to me that that team is really just all Kawhi and Paul George. 
Like it's yeah. I don't people know, were looking and, at that team like it was one of the best put together rosters in basketball, yeah. and they're yeah. not sh- showing yeah. up. Like. They're not. We we had to listen. We had to listen to how smart the Clippers front office is, and how great of an executive Lawrence Frank and and wow Jerry West is sticking it to the Lakers. Blah blah blah. And, and one, th- uh, I want to address one thing real quick, real quick. Um, I'm I'm sure there's going to be people who are going to say, well, you guys said that Kawhi gases out in the fourth and doesn't show up as much, but Doncic hasn't had two good fourth quarters. Um, my response to that is. If you were labeled the best player in basketball for four months and got compared to the closest thing we've got today to Michael Jordan and yeah. Kobe Bryant, you've got to show, show up, up in the fourth. Like it's a different standard and when those when that's put on your shoulders. Just, it's not just this series either. It goes back to last year. Paul George and Kawhi, Kawhi especially, goose eggs in the fourth quarter. Like I don't want to hear it. I just I don't want to hear it anymore. There should be no defending this team. Even Clippers fans should admit that the five of them is out just there fundamentally yeah. broken. Yeah, it's I don't know. Um, you know, like I was saying, like we the 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 Clippers front office got so much praise for how great they were and what a roster they put together. They gave Luke Kennard sixty four million dollars for over four years. Uh, didn't play yesterday. Coach's decision. That's. Uh, how 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 are we supposed to celebrate this front office when their biggest success is stalking Kawhi Leonard for a year and tampering with him, even though nobody's supposed to do that? It's just it's just crazy. And I, I think the last thing I want to say about the Clippers is um, everyone praised them for how good they were offensively this year, which they were very good. But it was also a season in which offense was up across the board, so it's kind of hard to judge. But also they haven't been good defensively all year. Um, and, you know, for, for a team that or a celebrated writer like Jackie McMullen uh, went out there and said, who's going to score on the Los Angeles Clippers? It seems like a lot of people are going <laughs> to score on the Los Angeles Clippers. I think every highlight of uh, every highlight of Doncic, there's a different hand up in his face as he's <laughs> drilling threes, what? step backs, fadeaways. Yeah, I was, I was talking, I was talking to somebody last night. And um, he said uh, he was he he noted how uh, the Clippers are mentally soft. You can tell how quickly they switch all the damn screens. No tenacity, no heart. And I think that really does kind of sum it up there. They're they're really just the same Clippers. And if they want to prove me wrong, I I welcome it. Please do. Like I, I I've noted multiple times that I think this season is a sham season. So you know, prove prove me wrong. It, it doesn't doesn't hurt me. And I. I I I want nothing more than to see you guys succeed. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, um if we switch uh switch locker rooms in the same building, uh the Los Angeles Lakers, although it was very scary for a little bit, they did they did turn it on in the fourth at the end of that fourth and uh put the Suns away to tie that series up one one. Uh yeah. No we still haven't seen LeBron be LeBron for like a long stretch yet. Um, I don't know when that comes or if it'll come this postseason, considering yeah, uh, the injuries and just working himself back in after missing like yeah, twenty nine games. He's not. He's he's not close to one hundred percent. 
Um, and that's, I think that's the issue with, um, with, uh, with, uh, the Lakers at this point is LeBron's not healthy. Um, so Anthony Davis obviously can't have games like he had in game one. So he, like he, AD after a poor game is about as safe a bet as possible for like, you know, over on 30 points. He's always going to show up if he has a bad game. Um, but you know, like you can't, if you're the Lakers at this point, your role players got to show yeah, up. And I think it's a good thing that they, I mean, obviously it's a good thing, but they took game one. I mean, they took game two. Um, they, they did what they needed to do as a road team and split. Uh, they took yeah. home court advantage away. I think the rest of the role players are going to play much better at Staples. Um, this time there's an actual home court feel with a crowd yeah. being there. I think Kuzma starts I, hitting shots. KCP hits shot. You know, everyone's going to start hitting a little better. I saw that uh, I saw that the the next Lakers playoff game at Staples is the first time they'll have a, a home, you know, the the first playoff the first playoff game at Staples Center uh, since like 2013. Which is just insane. Oh yeah, cuz they didn't even uh yeah, yeah. They, that, yeah, last year yeah. was the first year with LeBron there that they got to the playoffs, and yep. there was no, uh, we were in a bubble. So, ridiculous. Yeah, a um, couple notes from that game, from the two games that I thought were interesting. Um, first off, uh, on the Sun side, DeAndre Ayton has looked really good. Very good. Really, really good. Um, also, I'm kind of tired of seeing Andre Drummond for a little bit. He played better yesterday. <laughs> he played better yesterday, but God, it's hard to watch him catch the ball or just be in rebounding position and not get it. Like there's there's a difference between drum like the difference I feel like between Drummond and McGee and Howard with like the eye test is when you saw those two in there. They got a lot of second chance buckets, and I feel yeah. like when 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 Drummond gets in there and gets the ball, like it's like watching a toddler fumble it around. It's hard to um, hard to be too critical of Andre Drummond since he was you know like a mid season. Uh... <laughs> sorry, oh sorry, I just saw something. Uh, he was a midseason acquisition and he had to get like kind of uh, used to the team without LeBron. And now you're adding uh, LeBron back into the mix. And Drummond has always kind of been like a volume center. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's it's a tough I think it's a tough ask for him. Um, I don't know. I think like we've just we've said it a million times on this show and everywhere. Like the Lakers are at their best when Anthony, Anthony Davis is at the five. Yeah. Like that's what it that's that's the flat out just how it is. Like that's what you have to do. Um it's it's really not a coincidence that they put AD at the five in, in crunch time yesterday and they got like four straight stops and pulled away finally. I mean like, well, well one part that that kind of irritates me about Drummond, and it's more so on the defensive end. He did much better yesterday, which is why they won the game. Um game one was easily winnable no matter how bad they looked. Most of those mistakes were stupid defensive mistakes, like not understanding where Aiton was. I can't, there was like three or four baskets that Aiton got where he was literally wide open under the hoop. 
because Drummond would just get lost in the rotation. And this is basketball. Like I understand that there's different different teams are implementing different schemes, but at the end of the day, defense is defense, and it doesn't really change. Like none of the concepts change. This isn't like football where you have like play calls and stuff that you have to learn. Like no, if you know how to defend a screen a couple different ways, and either the team wants you to do it one way or the other way, and you just like do it. It's simple. Like he was constantly getting lost. And I think that was like the most frustrating yeah. thing to watch was him just kind of like ruining the defensive rotations in game one. And I think this time he did a lot better. Um, I also thought it was interesting that so we finally got the Gasol siding that we wanted. But um, it was at the cost of, of not having Trez in there. Yeah, which I mean, I, th- I, I guess it worked out. They got the dub. Um, but I did feel like Mark Gasol went out there and he gave the Lakers, as soon as he came in, there was like a lot of energy and he was immediately impactful, you know, like he got a couple outlet passes, drilled the three. It was a different vibe. Gasol is the ideal, he's the ideal center if you're going to insist on playing a five with Anthony Yeah, but he just doesn't have the, like the one thing I noticed is that he just does not have the foot speed, like. Homie's no. got to well, pick up older, his feet. <laughs> like, bro. You, you can, if you're really, if you really want to stick to like the positions or whatever, then I would look, I would consider Gasol more of a power forward at that point with AD at the five. But like, it's just, he, he opens up the floor in a way that like Drummond doesn't. Um, so the, the spacing is a little bit better. Yeah. But, but um, he can't stick the, like there was on multiple occasions where I saw people driving the hole as soon as they saw Gasol in front of them. And there was really nothing he could do, which I mean, to a, also to Drummond's credit, um, there were a few times I saw him out there. He was, he was really moving his feet and like getting in front of people. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I hope that we see it's, that Drummond from yesterday yeah, more. I mean, Vogel had to do the same thing last year. And unfortunately there's always going to be a guy that gets relegated to the bench. Um, you know, it, it's, it's probably Harold in this series, but who knows? Like if the Lakers advance, Harold could have a bigger role and, you know, Drummond has to stick to the bench. Like, yeah. Well, who do they play? The Lakers, who's the three, six? Uh, oh, it's a, uh, it'd be Denver. Yeah. Den- Denver, Denver, uh, Denver or Portland. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, the Lakers are a lot like uh, the Dodgers and they value flexibility and being able to, you know, play more than one role. So the, a lot of the guys on the Lakers, when they sign here, they they have to know that the minutes may not always be there, but they also have to stay ready. Thinking thinking about it, we might not see Trez till next series. I mean, not next series, but like no, the I, Western Conference Finals. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's what kind of happened to JaVale too. Because like, I don't think you can play him against the Nuggets. We already saw how that worked out for the Clippers. Yeah, you, if like I think you can maybe play him against the Nuggets, like when Jokic goes to the bench and they have to put like Aaron Gordon or Miles Plumlee. In yeah, the or game. have AD. Or, I mean, you could. I mean, you could put him in there with AD at the at the five with him at the four, but you yeah. can't. He can't be your. Um, but Harold Harold's very insistent that he's a center, so I don't. I don't know. I kind of feel bad for Harold, like. Uh, I think this was kind of always going to happen to him in the postseason because he was very much like a regular season pickup to uh, to spell AD and LeBron. Uh, I don't I just don't think the Lakers planned on Davis and LeBron missing as much time as they mm-hmm. did. 
but I, I think they definitely planned on like having some games where LeBron and AD were just, you know, DNPs. And so Harold was there to uh, provide some energy and pick up the slack when that happened. But, um, you know, things changed, man. Yeah. Um, I'm not too worried about the Lakers. I think they still pull this off. Um, Chris Paul getting hurt and not being himself obviously yes, helps, yeah. although it's terrible to see. My man has made a glass no, when it, it comes to the playoffs. It, it sucks. And if, you're, if your response to that is, uh, you know, all you know, lucky LeBron or whatever, just shut the fuck up. <laughs> I swear to God. It's so stupid. Yeah. The, um, I think Lakers will be fine. I, I, I think the Lakers take game three and four and everyone's looking at this series a whole lot differently than they were yesterday or even today. Yeah. Um, Cause I, I thought it was encouraging to see the Lakers at they they kept it up throughout the game had had a couple nice leads that they lost but they uh at the end of the day when it came to crunch time they were who they are you know and they they showed up so yeah lebron uh that that three light by lebron was pretty nice yeah as long as you know well hopefully i I think the lakers are a team you don't want to see as the late as the playoffs progress because they're only going to get more chemistry and more rhythm yeah, and nah, more, you know, LeBron's ankle is going to get a little looser. Yeah, if they can, I think you're looking at the Lakers the way that they were intended to be seen by Western Conference Finals if they can get there. And, uh, you know, it'd be remiss not to mention Dennis Schroeder. Oh, yeah, he's uh, going he, he's going off. He drew night. a lot of ire. And I, he's he's definitely played himself out of the kind of contract he thought he would get. But, uh, I mean, he could still listen if he goes off in these play. A lot of people pay attention to what's happening in the playoffs yeah. over over everything. So, so we'll see. I mean, if he keeps up yesterday's performance the rest of the way, you know, that's he's still going to get that same contract he was looking for. Maybe, yeah. Um, one of the funniest um, games of the entire weekend was Trey Young <laughs> silencing the Madison Square Garden crowd. That uh, that. That lollipop from the floor. That dirty, <laughs> that dirty lollipop. Shushed him. That was crazy. Yeah, I mean, look, I Trey Young is an Oklahoma Sooner, so I will ride with him for the end of time. Um, I still, yeah, I mean, I still, I made, I made, I gave a lot of my New York friends a little uh, hell about about <laughs> that game. Um, I'm still on the Knicks winning that series. They uh, oh yeah I think so yeah that Thibs is gonna make the adjustments I think you you let Trey Young be Trey Young on the pick and rolls and live with that instead of letting the whole team get into a rhythm because their team is filled with talent that team is ridiculously loaded with offensive talent so if you can just let Trey be Trey and they um. You know, let the others not be in a, in any sort of rhythm. You know, not touch the ball for multiple possessions at a time, minutes at a time. I think you're better yeah. off that way. Uh, but they, the Knicks, have had a terrible time uh, guarding the pick and roll, and I think it just needs to be a change in philosophy and what they want to give up. Because at the end of the day, you you know, you just kind of got to pick your poison, especially with a with a player of Trey Young's caliber. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, and I, I mean, Thibs is the type of coach that 
or Tibbs is the type of coach that'll uh, make those adjustments. I'm not my, even worried about my, it. Yeah, my only concern with the Knicks is letting the series go long because Tibbs just grinds his guys um, to to find pulp. I mean, they're getting dropped the next round anyway, so th- it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't really matter, but... It's not like the Bulls like, where they were like, they were really good, and then they just get grinded 30, out in the first round or so. 36, 36 minutes for Julius Randle, 38 minutes for Derrick Rose in the first game. That's a lot, man. I mean, it, that's a lot to ask of two guys, the, especially it's the, Rose. It's the playoffs. Yeah. They got this. Is when those minutes gotta when when they have to have those minutes kicked up. I'm not mad at it. I mean, most teams have a rotation of eight, you know, eight nine players at this yeah. point in time. So I don't, I don't know. I just I I worry about uh, I worry about Derrick Rose. I just I just want nothing but health for him. My man, oh. Derrick's. Uh, I'm I'm so happy it, to bro. see him go to work in New York. Yeah. No, he's been through it. Um, but Julius Randle's not going to have another game like he did on Sunday. No, I would assume he's, he's yeah. Uh, let's, uh, can we please give, uh, shout outs to the, the Lakers scouting and the old Lakers front office after having, uh, Jordan Clarkson win six man of the year and Julius Randle win most improved player on back to back nights. Yes. Isn't that, uh, isn't that crazy? For the longest time, I was told that the Lakers were just, you know, farting in the wind, didn't know what they were doing, and yet they have all these guys that they drafted uh, succeeding around the league. It's just very strange to me. Yeah, they uh, would that those baby Lakers. I, I think if they stayed together, they wouldn't they wouldn't have ever been a championship caliber team. But they were definitely, if you had another star, like I mean, they ended up getting in LeBron, or you yeah, know, someone just... else. You know that team would have been yeah. contending with the, like all those players are just solid. They're solid players. Yeah. Every team is gonna want one of them. Yeah, no, they're they're good. They're fun. I miss them every day. Yeah. Um, should we talk about the Wizards Sixers series? I don't even have anything to say on that series. Like, I just no, feel like that's a sweet. The Sixers are good. Uh, the Wizards are the eight seed. That's. I think that's the like. That is the lone like one eight matchup in the playoffs that just has no intrigue. That one in uh, that that one and and Brooklyn Boston are the only two series that just are going to go as they as you thought they would. I mean Brooklyn Boston's like, the worst. I still think the Wizards could take like two games off the Sixers and like scare them a bit <laughs> just cuz it's Westbrook and the, Beal, but the Celtics are just dead in the water. Like they Yeah, the only the only thing I have to say about that Nets, uh, Nets Celtics series is Kyrie's post game from yesterday, <laughs> just telling the Boston crowd to to tone down the racism. <laughs> yeah, geez. <laughs> he said oh everybody knows. He said something Dude, to that effect, I, and he said like everybody, everybody yeah, knows. No, everybody knows, like, you know, everybody knows what it's like. Uh, but he's right, man. Like, uh, what fucking Marcus Smart? had a story like from last year where he helped somebody in the street and they called him the N word. Yeah. Like, <laughs> okay, dude. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, 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 I can't wait to see what the usual crowd has to say about Kyrie's, uh, Kyrie's comments once they get back from their clan meeting. <laughs> Grizzlies jazz. But yeah, the Grizzlies are a very interesting team. Um, 
I don't know. Even with Donovan Mitchell coming back, I think they they could drag this series out longer than the Jazz want it want it to be. Yeah, I think so too. Um, it seems to happen every year, right? Like the Jazz are are good in the regular season. Everybody gets their panties in a bunch, and then like you know, NBA Twitter finds out that Rudy Gobert isn't actually like that good. Yeah. NBA Twitter and Jazz Twitter and all that stuff. Since the NBA has decided that Twitter is going to be where they uh, cultivate their fan base and everything, like I, I will say that NBA Twitter and Jazz Twitter is reflective of how NBA fans feel. Um, yeah, Rudy Gobert, the way people talk about him on Twitter and, and Jazz Corners and, and analytic NBA Twitter, uh, you'd think he was the best player in basketball. Like they're They're inventing stats to make Rudy Gobert look so good. And yet it always comes down to it. And Rudy Gobert is like a non-factor. It's just, it's so funny to me. Yeah. But he was, a he had 11 and 15. He shot four times and he fouled out. Yeah, But you know, he has like screen assists. Screen assists. Yeah. If that's the case, Kwame Brown should still be in the league right now. Shout out to Kwame Brown. (laughs) It was so funny, man. I, I legitimately had no idea that the Jazz lost game one. <laughs> that was genuine. That was genuine shock when I texted that to you. <laughs> I got <laughs> I got home on Sunday and just went to bed. Bro, the Jazz, so the I, Grizzlies are nice, dude. Like low key, I have I, a feeling have no they're not going to get out of this series. Like I don't want to put it. I don't want to put it. On, like I wouldn't go to the to Vegas and put money down on it. But I'm not going to be surprised if the Grizzlies pulled this series out, even with Donovan Mitchell coming back. They just yeah. they they play great defense. They I think they were like number one in the league in um like second chance points and I, th- I think it was like second chance points, rebound like defensive rebounds and like uh um what was it? It was like another it was, an, an, it was another good stat that's like you, you need to, to have for a playoff run type of thing. Yeah, and it's like you know they're young. I think that's like the biggest let like knock on them that you can give them at the moment is that they're just young and not seasoned. It's their first run. Jaw, Jaw is a lot like Luca. I think he's getting this this playoff experience. He's going to know what it takes, and then he'll come back next year. Um, oh, Jaw Moran is a problem. Ready. Yeah, the league the the future is bright. Oh yeah, no I. It's yeah. You have Jaw. You have Luca. You have Giannis. You have Booker. There's so many. There's so many young guys around the league. Zion. Davis, I mean, Zion. Yeah. It's it's uh, it's going to be fun. As 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 the 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 previous guard ages out, like your your Lebrons and your your Durants and and Hardens and all Isn't that. that like, crazy? I think it's going to be that's a, that. Yeah. That's aging out. Like. Well, dude, LeBron. Even when I didn't care about basketball, like I, I kind of knew who LeBron James was. Like, and the fact that he's still, <laughs> he is still. I mean, the best player in the league. Like, that's insane. Yeah, it's been. And honestly, like his jumper has gotten better. I, if his body doesn't betray him, like always seems to be the case. Like, I don't think there's any reason to think that he can't keep doing this for at least another few years yeah he'll be fine honestly i don't think that high ankle injury is gonna be the biggest problem for him going forward no, i mean he doesn't no. get injuries 
he doesn't get serious injuries that are just like his body letting him down type of thing. Like it's just yeah. like he if, got uh, unlucky if, and stepped on someone's if, ankle. Uh, like Solomon Hill, if Solomon Hill doesn't dive at LeBron's feet, like he's healthy for the entire season and we don't talk about this. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, he's gonna, you know, whatever happens this season, um, he's gonna have a full regular off season to rehab and he'll be back for the next season. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's uh And I guess we can't I guess I wish... we have to talk about um heat bucks. I don't really want to. <laughs> We don't have to. <laughs> um, I mean, I knew Miami I mean, was going to lose, both, but didn't we both pick the Bucks to make the finals? Yeah, yeah. I think I just was I, discouraged I just, by the score of Monday's game. Yeah, that was. I was shocked that that happened, and and uh, I feel bad to a degree for Jimmy Butler um, for for being like I'm the most locked in I've ever been. Blah blah blah. He kind of pulled a Paul George there. And he's, I think I saw he's like a minus 42 for the, when he's on the floor in the series. Just, yeah, that's. Yeah, he just hasn't, um, he hasn't been the Jimmy he was in the series last year. No. Uh, well, he was like take, he was super taking over games and. Playoff, playoff Jimmy last year was nuts, man. There was, I, I forget which game it was, either game five or. The one where he dropped like four. 40. Yeah, against on, the Lakers. Yeah, or or when he dropped yeah. forty on Giannis's head, and they well, not even yeah. on Giannis, it was on everybody else, and we were wondering why Giannis wasn't guarding him at the end. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Which is still a valid criticism, man. I, how are you going to win Defensive Player of the Year and not take up the challenge of guarding the guy who's cooking you? Yeah, that's that's just I don't know, but yeah, I just I don't know. I think the Bucks are who we thought they were. Uh, finally. Um, and I, I hope that, I don't know. I, I hope that Giannis finally gets to make it to the finals. He's he, Giannis has always been like, I think everybody's like second or third favorite player just because it's so freakish to see somebody that's built like that be as good as they are and do the things that he does. So I, I hope he gets that taste on the big national stage. Yeah, that would be good and be good for the league. Good for him. I don't I don't want him to to be a Barkley where no. you know he he never wins so we forget about how amazing he was just because he doesn't have a ring. Yeah. No, it's someday someday people will stop using rings as the end all be all no, they won't. to judge guys. We'll get there. We'll never get there. We'll get there. I don't know. I, I I just want good things for the young players in the league, man. That's all I want. <laughs> you want to? It's fifty one dollars to go to the uh, Clippers Mavs game three. If you want to hop on a plane and go uh, go watch Luca. I was gonna go to game. I figured there would be a game five in L A. But for like fifty something dollars, <laughs> but that might not be a oh, thing. Oh man. Yeah. Where is where is that? Uh, if necessary, fifty-eight bucks. That's not bad. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, we might not be able to go. We 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 very well might not get there. Yeah, we might be on one of those therapeutic uh, fishing trips. <laughs> oh man, I feel like uh, it would be remiss for us not to mention uh, Julio Jones 
getting uh getting cold called on uh, undisputed by Shannon Sharp. He didn't say anything too crazy. Shannon doesn't seem like the type that would just cold call his homies. <clears throat> See, I don't know. There's there's stories today that uh, the Falcons and like Julio's agency and everybody are pissed off. And I I, I know I guess uh, yesterday morning on the show that Shannon didn't mention they they didn't mention it at all, which to me would would uh, preview some legal trouble involved there. Um, either way, it's hilarious. Uh, I think it's funny as hell. And to be honest with you, the reason I think it's the reason I think Julio didn't know is because Julio Jones doesn't talk to anybody anyway. So the casual way that which he responded, you know, the, the casual way with which he answered the phone call and spoke with Shannon. Um, and Shannon's one of those guys that's friends with everybody in the yeah, league. That's true. Um, I, I, I really don't think he knew. Cause I, and the idea that Shannon or the, the idea that Julio was like, Oh no, Shannon Sharp host of undisputed is calling me at the time when he's usually on air. I I'll answer it like yeah nobody's he, he thinking about that shit yeah he yeah. just didn't think about it it's different time zones different whatever like you know Julio's answering the phone when his friend is calling that's that's what it is so I think there's no way that he knew he was on and obviously I, I I'm pretty sure we're gonna find out that he didn't know um but like it's also refreshing to get that kind of candid answer out of somebody yeah especially somebody as close off as julio jones and bro said um but like bro yeah said, hell like, no i'm out I, of it, there <laughs> <laughs> and i mean like it makes sense like he julio jones is probably the best wide receiver in football that no one ever really wants to acknowledge being the best wide receiver in football anymore for some reason like he's a hall of famer no doubt i i really don't think there's a question there and like he's still good. So whoever gets him is going to have like a majorly wonderful time. I would almost, I don't want to say it's quite to the same level just cause he's older, but it, it would really remind me a lot of like Randy Moss going to the Patriots. I would say, and I, I make like green Bay, make the call, but knowing green Bay, that's not going to ever happen. So yeah, green Bay won't do it. Cause I, I don't, I think I mean, the same day Aaron Rodgers finally talks on on Sports Center, and I think he's gone. I, I don't. I don't think there's any doubt that he's he's gone because uh, he, at the very least, he acknowledged that there is a rift in Green Bay. And knowing what we know about Aaron Rodgers, he's very, uh, very vindictive and spiteful. So I really don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to be there. Um, I think the Chargers, the Chargers have to call Atlanta. Because if you can, they have the cap space to just straight up absorb Julio. And if all, if you can get him for like a second and a fourth, do it. You know who's going to end up with you Julio? Have, you suddenly, you add Julio Jones to an offense that has uh, Keenan Allen, um, you know, Austin Eckler. Uh, the Chiefs are going to get him. Yeah. Just Man, because. No, no. Somehow. Don't, do don't even put that out there. Somehow they'll I work mean, it out. I, look, I, I, and I say this completely unbiased. I, I, the Chargers and the Bears are the two teams that make the most sense to me. I don't know if the Bears have the salary cap. I haven't looked, but also again, like the salary cap never prevented anybody from doing anything they they wanted to do. Like you can you can figure it out. Um, the same thing with the Rams. Although I don't, I don't see the Rams adding him. Um, just because the Rams like to keep their late round picks because they don't believe in first rounders. 
Hmm. So that's, I don't, I don't think that's, that'll happen. And of course what's going to happen is he's going to wind up like with the Patriots or something like that. Yeah. That would, yeah, probably. Oh man. But all right. That's all we got for you today, folks. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's all you guys get. Thank you as always. And, uh, we'll be seeing you next week. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. Uh, we the best of the best. Not too many top notch podcasts left. We don't even need much time to prep. Never ever know what we gon' do next, but real recognize real, you see. So please tell me that you're feeling me, cause I can smell jealousy from a mile away. And there's no space for that on the show today. Uh, might hurt a couple feelings, but so what? It'll be a good story to tell when we blow up. Try to shut us down, you gon' have no luck. Cause we locked in, then we tryna get the whole cut. So just vibe, look alive, pay homage, we arrive. We ain't going nowhere, so fall back. Legendary anthem like Left Eye and all that. Popular opinion, I'll swagger on a million immaculate civilians adapting like chameleons. Be cautious and I with dominion. Banks all around us on Vivian, taking off like balloons filled with helium. Got cheese and bread, Sicilian. Unpopular opinion, unpopular opinion.